Welcome back to the show, everyone. It is Monday, November 2nd, 2020. Someone's listening to this in 10 years going, oh, shit. That's right before it all happened. Twas the night before election, and all was calm. Antifa was in their mom's basement, making bombs. I'm kidding. I'm sure everything will be fine. That being said, I am buying more ammo today. Anyway, thank you for being here. We are going back to our roots here at In The Hall Studios. Um, Going back to recording off the phone. You know, I bought a GoPro a few episodes back thinking I'm Johnny Production. You know, I'll be like, oh, I can still use my phone uh, to look stuff up. And, uh, And I'll record off the GoPro. But something dedicated to doing one thing still can't compete with the iPhone. Okay, the GoPro can't call. It can't text. It can't even check your account balance. All it does is record and still can't compete with the iPhone. So I don't know what it is. The camera shuts off every time halfway through the podcast. Uh, It splices everything into nine-minute chunks and then shuts off. Okay, how am I supposed to go pro when the camera is off GoPro? What is going on at GoPro? You guys have one job, literally just make a camera. Okay, that's all it has to do. Make it small, lightweight, and record. All right, thank God I'm podcasting because if I was doing a double backflip on a snowmobile when it cut off, I would be even more enraged. I would go right into the GoPro headquarters and just key all of the Ferraris. I walked into the GoPro headquarters when I first lived in California like six years ago on accident. It was right next to the other office. And, uh, I mean, it's what you expect, you know. I was like, hey, is this Solar City? The guy was like, no, dude, this is GoPro. I'm like, oh, okay, well, can you tell me which office is Solar City? He goes, oh, no, bro, I don't work here. And I'm like, you're behind the desk. He goes, oh, I'm just a base jumper, dude. I'm a sponsored athlete. Kyle will be back in a second. I'm like, okay, do you think it's the building out to the right? He goes, oh, I don't have those answers, dude. But if you have any any questions about parachutes, I got you covered. I'm like, get me out of this nightmare. That's how it's been. Uh... The Amish are showing up at Trump rallies. Uh, They show up late because they pull up in wagons. Oh, I'll be here all week. Uh, (laughs) Where do they park their horse and buggies when they get to the rallies? You know, do they just park? They just leave their horse in the space next to the F-350s? I almost said F-350. It fucking kicked out of the boys club saying some shit like that. Ooh, is it an F-1350? Like, what? What do we got here? Some kind of queer? Um, (laughs) No. The, uh, I don't know. It's just weird, dude. I saw it. I think I pulled the clip up here. But, yeah, it was just Amish riding into town, Trump 2020. It was like, Jebediah, fetch two loaves of bread. We will ride into town. Trump 2020. Have all the uh, yeah, we used to drive by the Amish all the time. I had family in uh, Pennsylvania, and I would just always think how much 
how much will technology advance before the Amish crack, you know? We would just fly by them in a car doing 80. And I'm like, do you think they ever, like, you know, once the cars start hovering, do you think they'll be like, all right, let's get rid of this fucking horse and buggy. You know, if you hear, wing, 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 just something like flies by with flashing lights. And they're like, you know what? Let's <laughs> let's maybe upgrade to a, a, a Camry. You know, I just wonder when the Amish are going to, crack you know right now they didn't even have taillights on the uh on the horse and buggy it's just this orange triangle you know really it's just a target because people text and drive and then crash right into the back of them you know that's how most amish go out in pennsylvania it's uh texting and driving you know it's got to be the worst way to go as an amish person get killed by someone using technology that you don't you know that'd be fucking that would suck. You know, you can hit and run the Amish all day. You don't have cameras. They're going to get your plate number. These are all jokes. The Amish aren't hearing them anyway, folks. Uh, let's get into some Florida man news, shall we? Have a, a light one this week. I'm trying to keep it light, dude. I know the last one's going to be like, brother shot, sh- shoots brother. Uh, here's a good one. Florida man wins $1 million on a scratch-off he found while cleaning. So this guy just had a million dollar scratch off just chilling and he found it while cleaning his place in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, a Duval for all my Jacksonville people. Uh, a man in Jacksonville collected a lump sum of nearly 800000 after he found an old scratch off while he was cleaning his house. James Kinder, 38, said the million dollar ticket sat on his fireplace for weeks before he remembered it was there. I came across the unscratched ticket while cleaning the house. When I scratched it, I realized it was the $1 million winner. Wish I would have found it sooner, he said. Of course you wish you found it sooner. The $30 ticket, the fastest road to a million scratch-off, launched in February. Okay, who cares? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, that's pretty wild. He wished he found it sooner. I wish I would have found it before they took my boat. I wish I found that scratch off before they towed my truck because I done missed three payments on. Congrats to James Kinder, 38, of Jacksonville. Um, Yeah, I used to work with a guy, Marvin, up in New York at this restaurant. He would always play scratch off. You know, he worked in the kitchen. I was a server. You know, you would talk shit through the, the heating rack to each other. Some fun times working at the restaurant. And uh, one time he was scratching the scratch off in the kitchen. And I was like, dude, you don't make, I was like, you don't make any, any, uh, you know, I'm like, dude, you're just burning your money. You know, I was like thinking I'm helping him out. I'm like, it's a scam, bro. You're not really going to make any money. He goes, oh, no, bro, I won. Two years ago, I won 37000 So I'm like, all right, well, you can't really, you know, you can't tell someone to stop playing if they won. Damn near 40 grand in the past. That dude was hilarious, man. The owner would come in yelling. He'd be like, there's been tables out there for 45 minutes that haven't gotten their food yet. And he'd be like, you can fire me. I don't give a chat. I don't give a chat. I'll drive off in my Chevy. He knew he was irreplaceable, so he would just get gangster. 
You know, who else is going to work 90 hours a week in the kitchen? You know, it's hard to find someone that's that dedicated as Marvin. But yeah, I think the owner also drove a, uh, he bought a Honda truck, so probably lost all respect for him then. You know, I'll say it before, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. A Honda truck is not a man's truck. All right, and I'm not even a big truck. I don't drive a truck myself, but I'm just saying. You pull up in a Honda truck, you ain't American. As I sip my uh, my watered-down kombucha, those of you watching, like, is he drinking rosé? No, it's watered-down kombucha, which some could argue is even more gay. But you know what? Why don't you let my drink choose its own gender, okay? <laughs> Refer to my... Kombucha as they, him, her. Thank you. It was at the improv the other night. Shout out to uh, Joe Sensabella. Hook it up. He, uh, you know, the headliner was uh, a Jamaican. This guy made you hype. His feature was fucking funny too, man. And um, I went down with Nance. Joe got us in real quick. You know, that's the thing I like about comedy is it's not really a high-paying career in the beginning. You know, you definitely got to pay your dues. But you do get access to the funny, like, I probably had the most laughs, you know, out of, like, everyone I know, just from being around funny people 24-7. And uh, I guess that's just one of the perks, you know. They're like, you know what? You're not going to have health insurance. You're not going to have a steady income. You're going to have to have nine side hustles before this shit pops off. But you know what? It's going to be a lot of fun. You know? That's the trade-off. Like, you're going to drive Uber. Okay? You're going to drop people off at their real job with benefits. But don't worry. Because you'll be at the Laugh Factory tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. It was wild. It was... uh. Nancy and I went, dude, we were the only one in there without dreadlocks, and it was live, man. He kept it real, too, the the headliner. He said, uh, he came out, and he was like, thank you all for coming out. This corona thing is bullshit, ain't it? And everyone starts clapping, and he's like, I don't know anyone dying at home. He was like, everyone's dying at the hospital. Stay out of hospitals. And I was like, oh, shit, this is how he's opening. All right, this is going to be good. It was a fun time, man. Thanks again, Joe. And, uh, yeah, man, seeing that just brought me back, you know, not knowing the fate of comedy after this whole thing, but man, seeing it back in full swing, um, was awesome, dude. It was like the whole crowd was singing the Island hits, you know, he was like, I, he was like, if I sing these five songs, everyone knows it. And he just busted it. I'm too experienced to be taken for a stroll. Oh, oh, bro. It was just. So much fun, man. Bro, people were shocked seeing my white ass sing along. They're like, he knows the lyrics. <laughs> these news these news articles, man, that come across the uh the page are so funny. How drastically they change. Yeah, here we go. Coronavirus cases hit new records. 
37 children rescued from a trailer. And then seven things making your kitchen seem smaller than it is. And that's the one you click on, right? You don't care about rising corona cases. What? I don't know those 37 kids, but I want to know the seven things making my kitchen seem smaller than it is. And that's what you click on. (laughs) I was like, I had no idea my busy backsplash was creating the illusion that my kitchen was smaller. You're like, well, what about the family of five that burned alive? I need a new toaster (laughs) to create the appearance of space. That's what this country is. That, That news... You know, whatever, that that news feed pretty much sums up the country, you know. There's nothing more American than that, than just mass chaos. Oh, (laughs) ways to make your kitchen look bigger, you know. Everyone, you know, everyone's saying, oh, our country must be so embarrassing to to other people in in other countries, and, and we're... We're the, we're the joke of the world. And I'm like, yeah, people laugh at our politics and the way we run things and then swim 100 miles to be a part of it because that's how good this country is. Okay? America is a joke that everyone wants to be a part of because why wouldn't you want to be a part of the most entertaining just circus of opportunity. That's what it is. You know, if you really want to figure some shit out, man, you can come here, dude. And, you know, God bless everyone who does. Uh, see what else we got, man. So, oh, we got some Florida woman news. Florida woman. See, I told you guys I can't. Woman, Florida women. This woman here. A uh, Florida woman in labor refused to go to the hospital until she voted. Can we guess who she's voting for? See, a pregnant Florida woman in labor refused to go to the hospital, inciting that she she first stopped at the polls to cast her ballot in the 2020 election. Karen Gonzalez, who works as a supervisor of elections at the supervisor elections office in Orange County, helped the woman vote and shared the story with CBS. Yikes. Who do you think she voted for? You know, her water just broke the whole <laughs> the whole election gymnasium at the school was soaking wet. They're like, ma'am, you're going into labor. She's like, ah, my kid's going to be born into a Republican country. Maybe she's voting Biden. I don't know. But that sounds like a Trump supporter, dude. Someone in labor and they still have to vote. <laughs> uh, what else we got, man? Spin uh it's been a, I had a good week, good weekend, kept it low-key. So far, so good. Let me see. Um, another day in, uh, sorry guys, I'm like, got nine, nine fucking windows popped up. Uh, yeah, dude, just another day day down in Florida got a got the California plate still so I was trying to figure out I'm like do I 
do I make it an appointment and switch or do I just ride out the, because my tags are expired right now. But it's like, you can't get an appointment at the DMV. I saw a, uh, a car with a cardboard license where, where the license plate supposed to be was a piece of cardboard and it said DMV closed. And I saw another one and it actually had like the, I guess the guy's plate fell off or something and it had the, the numbers written of what his plate used to be. Because no one can get to the DMV right now. It's all appointment only and it's all scheduled like three months out. So I'm just riding around on expired tags and people are still asking me, oh, oh, California, what part? And I'm like, again, you know, I'm like Los Angeles. He goes, oh, cool. I'm from Sacramento. I'm like, oh, so all the way north of where I was. Literally the opposite side of California. So what do we do now? You know, just like walk your dog, you know, that should be your number one focus. Just clean up after your dog. People are too nice in Florida, you know, life is slower, easier to manage. That breeds a lot of small talk, you know, when you're, when your rent is paid, you know, you just want to start some chatter. And that's the one thing about the cities is, yeah, it's a, a fast paced day to day rat race rush of a nightmare, but at least no one <laughs> calls you uh, to roll down your window so they can proceed to tell you that they lived in Temecula for three years before they got divorced, all right? I ran into a woman at Penn Station one time. It's uh, Penn Station is a massive train station, taking people to Long Island, New Jersey, all throughout New York City, and everyone walks real fast, except for the Asians, uh, taking pictures, and there's a lot. But most people are in a full-blown sprint because if they miss the train, uh, they're going to be homeless. So I was late for a show, and I was doing a light jog up the stairs to 34th Street to get an Uber going uptown to 78th. I think it was snowing. Uh, normally I would just take another train, but there's all the delays and stuff when it's snowing. And uh, I was just, I was jogging, and... I didn't even see this lady, but we made contact. And my high school football coach would have been hyped if he saw this hit because she just kind of ran into me. Someone's got the security footage at the Penn Station. It's probably on some YouTube channel. You know, Penn Station's biggest hits. And she kind of rocked me, too. I'm not going to lie. My shoulder was sore. But I just remember, like, what the fuck? And she just slid across the floor like, like I I leveled this woman, and I just remember she got up and like just jogged off. I was like, "Oh my bad, my bad," and she just went, "Ugh." She just said, "Ugh," like she was just disgusted, like it's happened earlier. You know, it happened previously that day. I don't know. I just felt bad, dude. But she didn't. She must have not even been looking either. But I just heard my coach. That's how you fucking hit, man. That's how you hit somebody. And I had a great, I don't know if it's the just the South in general, man, but I had some crazy fucking high school football coaches, man. One guy, he was obsessed with with saying he wants to see some dicks in the dirt. That's what he would say. He'd go, all right, guys, everybody huddle up. All right, we're going to go out there, we're going to fly around, and we're going to knock some dicks in the dirt. After the game, I want to see dirty dicks 
on the dirt. And everyone's like, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. You know? Sus. But that's what he would say, man. He would just, he, I, I was the kicker. So we would huddle up before the kickoff. And he's like, all right, man, boot that motherfucker downfield. Let's fly around and knock some dicks off. Knock them dicks off. <laughs> I just remember everyone was lined up, you know, before the kickoff. You look to the right. You nod your head. You're like, ready. You look back to the left. You're, everyone, you're like, ready. And then you just see. You just see the coach in slow motion yelling, Dicks in the dirt. With like the spit flying out of his mouth. I don't know. And then I thought it was weird that all the football coaches had to be teachers. You know, in order to be a coach uh, at one of the athletic programs at the school, you asked, you had to also be a teacher. You couldn't just come in and 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 teach. Or, I'm sorry, you couldn't just come in and coach. You had to actually be a full-time teacher. So, these were not teachers, though. These were juice heads that became football coaches and then pretended to teach math until the Friday night lights come on. And then it's dicks in the dirt. You know, it's, hey, don't forget the quiz on Monday. And then at nighttime, it's dicks in the dirt. You know, once all the fans... Filled the bleachers. It went from, oh, don't forget to carry the one, to, if you don't make them bleed, I will run your ass at practice so hard, you won't even want to live anymore. And then I'm supposed to just come back in on Monday and take that seriously in English class. You're going to tell me about punctuation now? Hey, coach, is... uh. Dicks in the dirt, a verb? <laughs> I don't know, man. It was just like the weirdest thing just to have that switch. I'm like, people would be like, I like that teacher. I go, he is a monster. You should hear the things he said. Like, oh, he's, he's so nice to me in fourth period. I go, yeah. Yeah. Wait till you suit up and put a helmet on. See what a great guy he is then. But uh, that'll do it for the Monday episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we'll see you back on Friday. Could be a 15-minute episode. Could be an hour. Who knows? But, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, You know, everybody stay safe out there. I would, not trying to scare anyone, but I would get some extra rice and beans just in case shit really hits the fan. Uh, But, yeah, Sean Man Comedy on Instagram. Enjoy the week, and I'll see you Friday if we're all still here.